Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Dr. Ron Susick is an evangelist with the Susick Evangelistic Association. He's written an important new book for Christmas, Silent Night, Holy War. Here's his interview. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? On today's show, we have a live interview with a first-time guest, but I think I've met him before. Dr. Ron Susick is an evangelist. He leads the Susick Evangelistic Association, and he's written an important book just in time for the holidays, Silent Night, Holy War. I'm not gonna sing that, but I'm sure there's a theme behind it. Uh, welcome to the program, Dr. Ron Susick. How are you today, sir? Chaps, it is an honor to be with you. I, I remember, by the way, uh, you did it to me uh, at the NRB about a couple of years ago, and you were one of the first interviews I ever did on my book, The Assyrian Prophecy. And uh, so- I remember that I, now, I that, that rings a bell. The Assyrian yeah, Prophecy. And together. Remind us of, of what is the title, what, what is the theme of the Assyrian prophecy book, and is that somehow related to Silent Night, Holy War? Well, probably eventually it will be, but the, the Assyrian prophecy is all rooted in Isaiah chapter 19, verses 23 to 25, which has been completely overlooked. And uh, many of my theological friends have said to me many times, how did we miss this? And, and one um, scholar said, you know, I would come to that verse that talks about Israel, Egypt, and Assyria being lined up together with a highway between them. And he said, you know, it never made sense to me because the Assyrians were destroyed in 612 BC. They don't exist anymore. And that was my view as well until I discovered that uh, when we took out Saddam Hussein, there were one and a half million, one and a half million Christian Assyrians in Northern Iraq and many others scattered around the world. And so I've been working with them now. I wrote the book and it was released uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, I've been privileged to be working with the Assyrians. And uh, I'm convinced, uh, I don't wanna get into the weeds on this right now, uh, but you know that it's interesting that the Euphrates River is drying up. It's been drying up for six years, making it very difficult to live in that land. Well, the fact of the matter is, God is going to orchestrate Assyria's return as well as he orchestrated uh, Israel coming out of Egypt. And I shared with the Assyrians in a meeting one time, the same God that got Israel out of Egypt without bloodshed is gonna get you home without bloodshed. And the irony so of the Iraq war, that not, union takes place. not to interrupt, but the irony of the Iraq war is that when we set up a Republican form of government in Iraq, they voted for Islam and they began exterminating the Christians. And what used to be a 1.5 million population of Christians in Iraq or Assyria uh, is now under a half million or less 
and they're, they're heavily persecuted by the Iraqi government who is radical jihadist. Uh, yes. Let's transition now to your new book, Silent Night, Holy War. And holy war is sort of a jihadist theme. Uh, explain this. Well, you know, uh, quite honestly, I found myself strangely depressed at Christmas for many years. And I couldn't understand why. It was, was it because I resented the commercialism? What was it that was bothering me? And um, I was reading Revelation chapter 12 one time, and it's like the Spirit of God just opened it up to me, and I realized that Jesus Christ took John into the heavenly realms and showed him the history of the world from beginning to end, and in that revelation also his birth. And I discovered in Revelation chapter 12 that the, the greatest war probably of all time took place on the night of Jesus' birth. And it's obvious. If you are Satan and you want to stop the coming Messiah knowing that he will dethrone you and take away your authority and send you to the lake of fire, if you're going to fight him, you better fight him while he's an infant. And uh, so I, I came to the realization that on the night of Jesus' birth, while we sing Silent Night, the greatest holy war of all eternity was taking place in that manger. Wow, okay, so it's not about modern Muslim jihad or no. holy war now, but no, 2,000 years ago, Satan declared war against the infant Jesus while he was still a babe in the manger all of yes. the forces of evil were out to kill him and destroy him. Yes. Uh, and and talk, talk to us about that biblical period. What does the Bible say happened with the persecution? Well, it's interesting, in those days, um, they're, they're, they were only 70 years away from Titus ransacking Jerusalem and all the persecution that took place after that, which so discouraged many of the Jewish converts that we have the book of Hebrews written to them saying, are you gonna walk out on this great savior, Jesus Christ? But we have to back up now to the birth of Jesus Christ and recognize that it, it, it was not in the convenience of time, it was in the fullness of time. It was when God elected to send his son into the world and it was not a convenient time because the world was not sitting waiting and looking for him. And when he entered the world, the world knew him not, not even his own people. And that began uh, the, the tremendous uh, conflict that extends to this very day. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, the story of the nativity and the persecution of the killing of the children in the attempt to kill Jesus. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. 
What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Dr. Ron Susick with the Susick Evangelistic Association, his website, seaministries.org. Ron, as a former Navy chaplain, I had a sea ministry myself, so I'm, I'm play, pleased to see seaministries.org. Um, tell me about your book again, hold up a copy of it, Silent Night, Holy War, and where can people buy this? Uh, simply go to um, uh, our website is the easiest. Uh, uh, we have a we have a television program now called Faith Walk, and if they go to faithwalk.org, they can find us there or cministries.org, and they can order the book there. And I hope that many will order the book because um, it, it, I, I I took the the biblical account, but it's not written technically. I'm not writing to scholars. I'm writing to, to average people like myself. And uh, so I, I turned it into a story form so that they can relate to Mary and relate to what's, what was going on. And as you well pointed out, we have to recognize that this holy war really began the moment Adam bit into the fruit. And that war has been waged against God right down to the present hour. And so when we see the killing of the children in Bethlehem, that was another phase of this war against God. And that's why, again, we go back to the fact that if, if Satan is going to really wage a war and hope to win a victory, try to kill this infant while it's, it's an infant. But that is where we see all the authority of heaven behind Jesus Christ, because it was impossible for Satan to kill this baby. Well, we read the biblical narrative of Christ's birth, right? Here are Joseph and Mary, uh, there's no room at the end, they go to the manger, Jesus is born. And the three wise men come from the east, we don't know much about them except they went home by another way because they, they were going to tell Herod the location of the child, but warned in a dream 
of King Herod's scheme, they went home by another way. I'm quoting the song by James Taylor. He sings it beautifully. Uh, so, so when they went home another way, Herod could not discover the secret location of the Christ child who was prophesied to become king and therefore Herod the Great wanted to wipe him out. What was Herod's response? Well, you know, first of all, let me back up and say, um, most people don't realize that the three wise, or, or not necessarily three, but the, the wise men that came were probably almost assuredly Assyrians because the Assyrians were studying the stars and they there was a remnant of Assyrians that really knew uh, uh, the Assyrians come from Asher, who was one of the 16 grandsons of Noah. They knew their theology. It degenerated and they got into ideology, but we did have, we, 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 we did have the um, uh, remnant that followed all the way through and probably the wise men were uh, descendants of Asher and they were um, Assyrians. And uh, when they arrived, they, they, they found out where the child was. They went to the child, went back another way, as you well said, and Herod went into a, a, a tirade. Herod, uh, and, and now this is interesting, Her Herod was somewhere probably in his early 70s. How can an infant, even if that infant's declared to be a, a king, how can that threaten a man that age? Uh, because he's going to die before that child would be old enough to, to be the king. Well, that shows you the satanic hatred of Christ and God, and that, that Herod just went wild some about two years later to send troops in to murder every child from the age of two and under, every male child, and that's when they escaped to Egypt and uh, God protected Jesus in Egypt. Yes, and that fulfilled another prophecy, uh, out of Egypt I shall call my son. So th that may be a, a reference to Moses, obviously he led the Exodus out of Egypt, but in the prophecy of the Messiah who is Jesus Christ, uh, ironically, the persecution of Herod killing all those infants caused Mary and Joseph to flee with their newborn child into Egypt where maybe he lived for two years before eventually migrating up to yes. Nazareth, where we pick up the story and, uh, you know, and, and then their visits to Jerusalem at age 12 when Jesus was there. And then he begins his earthly ministry at age 30 when John yeah. the Baptist is there uh, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. He's water baptized in the Jordan River. And then a different Herod begins persecuted uh, persecuting John the Baptist and threatening Jesus and, and the disciples. But but that Herod eventually beheads John the Baptist. Fascinating story. And uh, you capture many of these themes in the book, Silent Night, Holy War. Uh, you're talking about the war between Satan, who was inside of Herod against the Christ child, Jesus, when he was born on that silent night. Uh, were, were any of the song lyrics instrumental in your coming up with the theme to the book, Silent Night? Uh, no, actually, uh, the the uh, title hit me and uh, I thought that's gonna be a shocker title and I was almost gonna change it, but uh, some of my close friends said, no, that is the title. It was Silent Night because the world around that scene did not know what was going on. They all slept in peace. And by the way, I call this book Faction 
It's all based on fact, historical fact, but I dressed it sort of in a fiction in that I, I'm telling it in a story form so that they can feel like they came to know Mary, came to know Joseph as people. The, the, the raging fit that uh, Joseph uh, most likely experienced when he, when he learned that his, his uh, fiance was pregnant and he felt that he had been betrayed. And so I, I try to get the reader to, to see the human reality that went into this story. And uh, but, so I call it faction, it's fact, but I've dressed it in human reality. And I, I think a lot of people are gonna find themselves really feeling the, Christian, the, the Christmas story a lot more deeply than ever before. I love that. Uh, other authors of novels, they base it in history. Sometimes they call it historical fiction, uh, but they're yeah. adding little little personalities and nuances, yeah. and it really brings to life the, the real characters that were really there yes. in the time. And it sounds like that's what you've done with the story of Jesus and Joseph and yeah. Mary. Because, well, just one illustration. <laughs> There's no way that Mary can be close to delivery of a child and ride a donkey 80 miles and show up and be rejected at an inn and be completely aglow with peace and happiness. Let's get real. That was rugged. That was rustic. And she ends up in a cave, a, a sheep cave. And so I, I'm trying to bring the reality of what they really went through because it, that's the way it was. And uh, so I'm hoping that people will, will get the book and read the story. First of all, most people will know the facts behind it. Now we're dressing it out and bringing them into real life as, as it really was. I'm not, I'm, I'm not manufacturing ideas, it's just facing the realism of what any human would go through. Joseph, when he felt betrayed, what he went through emotionally. And um, so I, I think that uh, readers will be thrilled with the book. And I, I have a friend who, who, when he got it, he read it every Christmas. I like that. We need to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Ron Susick will tell you, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ and why should we follow him? Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because 
religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money. This is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case -case basis. Then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office, and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number. We want you to call and say, please, protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God. Press option three, take action today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by evangelist, Dr. Ron Susick, who's written an important new Christmas book, suitable for children, families. It's a historical fiction about the, 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 the Bethlehem experience, right? When Jesus was born in the nativity uh, and, and Mary and Joseph are there and the angels are there, the three wise men, and eventually Herod comes on uh, as, a, as a symbol of the devil to kill children and to declare a holy war. Silent night holy war is the war against Jesus, but he prevails. He survives, of course, all of those trials and he becomes the, the great minister of, of his thir you know, age 30 to 33 perhaps. He leads the 12 fishermen. Uh, he is eventually crucified and then he dies and is buried. He is risen from the dead. The only, the only famous God type figure in history to still be alive because he rose from the grave. That resurrection has power and now he sits at the right hand of God with the holy angels and will come again soon. You're talking about Revelation 12 and his soon coming return. And there are prophetic elements to that story. Can you describe that? You, you know, as you were, as you were sharing, um, you had my mind really rolling. Indeed, we really appear to be moving into the final days. And the vision of our ministry, what we're praying for, chaps, is that God, uh, he has now opened the door for us to do television and streaming and podcast. And in fact, they tell me that within, uh, we only started last March and already, is wrapping around the world. And we're asking God to give us at least 100 million souls that will become believers in Jesus Christ. Now that that's not with us. We want to motivate and mobilize 1 million Christians. And it's not us, I'm hoping that denominations, I'm hoping other ministers will take up this concept. Let's motivate 1 million Christians to reach 100 each in salvation. Now that's not impossible. One person can reach one, another person will reach a thousand, but on the average, if we reach 100 each, we will end up with a hundred million people getting out of hell 
and into heaven. Now, that sounds like a big figure. It's not a big figure when you consider seven and a half billion people on the planet. And prophetically speaking, uh, we, we have never seen a day when the, the, the evidences, the signs that Jesus gave us to look for were global. And now we see a global move as never before, and we're even, even able to understand how the, the thinkers of this world are working toward a one-world government, a, a one person who's, who's going to be a very peaceful person for three and a half years and then claim to be God and, uh, and, and bring on the great tribulation. We, understand, we are living so close to that that whatever we're going to do, we better be doing it now. Whatever we're going to give, give it now, because uh, very soon the trumpet's going to sound. So we have just uh, about two and a half minutes left. Can you give a short presentation? What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Why should people give their lives to Christ and then offer to pray with us? The pure and simple gospel is this. In 1 John 1, 9, it says that if we confess our sins, name them to God, if we confess our sins, He, this is not psychology now, this is God getting involved, He is faithful and just. He is legally bound to His Son's death to do two things, forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Forgiveness means that he literally separates us from our, our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. That's infinite separation. And the moment we confess our sins and we ask him to come into our lives and take over, he declares us, he makes us holy and blameless because Jesus took our sins away by his blood. That is the pure and simple gospel. Add nothing to that. It is as deep as the deepest ocean, as high as the highest heaven. It's profound, and yet even a, a small child can understand what that means. And I would encourage you right now, I'm going to give you a prayer, a short prayer. I would invite you to pray this prayer after me if you want to be sure that you are a Christian. Let's pray this together. Dear God, on the basis that Jesus died for me, I'm trusting your forgiveness for all my sins. I'm asking you for the power to live committed to you from now until I meet you in heaven. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Very simple prayer. Uh, the way I said that prayer once when I was 18, Jesus, I don't wanna be my own boss anymore. Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life. And when you turn over your life to him, that resurrection power comes into you and changes your life. Our guest has been Dr. Ron Susick, seaministries.org to get his book, Silent Night, Holy War. Our website is prayinjesusname.org, right there on the scroll, prayinjesusname.org. Please donate, please help us to bring you these important programs or call us if you need prayer at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you wanna get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you wanna get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you wanna get a free religious freedom window decal? 
pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand, and text this word, text the word PRAY to 24365. Text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D to get a free Religious Freedom sticker. Call today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.